people will say, how do you do it all? Um, and so, well, first the answer is I don't. <laughs> that is, it is totally true that I do not do it all. But I also do have a lot of balls juggling at any given moment. I do a lot of things. And so in order to keep those balls in the air and to not shatter to the ground, I have a few habits that I totally swear by. And so today I'm going to share four of them with you. Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home, and how you can too. Hey, hey, friend, welcome to episode number 127 of the Secrets of Supermom show and our very last Monday Momentum for May episode. If you loved these episodes, so if you've been listening in the month of May on Mondays and you loved these, I would love to know by leaving a review. So leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I would love to know if you thought these episodes were great, if you liked um, the shorter episodes, if you liked hearing just from me without a without a interviewee. Um, and this also helps other busy moms just like you find the show. So that's really great too. Before we kick off today, I want to make sure that you saw that the second annual Supermom Summit is officially open for registration. Tickets are completely free and you do not want to miss it. It's going to be amazing. Do you wish you were more productive, more efficient, not so stressed all the time, had a better to-do list strategy so that you are not doing everything, or just really want to set some boundaries so you stop saying yes to all the things? This summit is totally for you. I would love for you to join us at thesupermomsummit.com. That's thesupermomsummit.com, and you can get all the details. So y'all, I get asked a lot how I do it all. So people will say, how do you do it all? Um, and so, well, first the answer is I don't. <laughs> that is, it is totally true that I do not do it all, but I also do have a lot of balls juggling at any given moment. I do a lot of things. And so in order to keep those balls in the air and to not shatter to the ground, I have a few habits that I totally swear by. And so today I'm going to share four of them with you. Habit number one is weekly planning. Y'all have heard me talk about this before. I talk about it all the time because listen, weekly planning is the jam. So I have always used a planner, always. Like since I was in high school, I mean, I have always used a planner. I had one in college. I had one when I started my first job. I have always used a planner. However, it was often, well, first it was always paper. And second, it was often a 12 or 18 month planner because I'll be honest, I rejected the idea of a digital calendar, like for a really long time. I would put all of my appointments, all of my tasks, everything in there, whether it was birthdays out next year or it was a dentist appointment out six months from now, I would put everything in there. However, I did very little looking ahead. So I was very, very, not often at all, going out 18 months and looking at what I was going to be doing 18 months other than scheduling those long-term appointments or birthdays out, holidays, those sorts of things. So once I shifted to a digital calendar as our master family calendar, and this has been about 10 years ago at this point, the long-term planner just sort of became unnecessary. I was able to put a birthday in one time, make it recurring, and I never had to enter that birthday again, right? So I did not need a planner that went out so far because I was tracking all of our long-term activities, long-term appointments, long-term things in a digital calendar, and it was much easier. 
So when that happened, I continued to use the long-term planner for a while and realized this is just not working. So I moved to a quarterly planner and I started actually looking ahead at goals that I wanted to meet over that next quarter. And when I added in the formal weekly review, and this has been four or five years ago at this point, when I really decided every week I'm going to look at my plan, I'm going to dial in my schedule, I was able to get more done and I did a much better job setting boundaries. Just by knowing what I was doing, I was able to say no a lot better than I was before because I knew what I actually had capacity for. So I do get a question a lot, what do I do during the weekly planning? Like, well, what are you doing during these planning sessions? How long do they take you? What what are you doing? So I teach detailed workshops on exactly what I do because I love it so much. Um, And I do these on Sunday morning and I love them so much. But let me just give you a kind of rundown of exactly what I'm doing uh, in that time. So I pull together my work calendar. So this is like a business calendar that I share with other team members. My business calendar my for my own company and my personal calendars all into the one handwritten planner. So you see, I still love the handwritten planner. I still feel like a handwritten planner is where it's at for these weekly plans for my quarterly goals. It The digital planner just doesn't do it for me for those things. However, I, again, I'm still using both because both one has a benefit of going out really long-term the, and doing recurring things. The other has the benefit of really me being able to dig in deeper. I review my entire schedule to determine what seems overwhelming, what needs to be moved or canceled, if there's overlap of anything, where I need help, And then also I decide, is there anyone I need to talk to about this schedule? Do I need to ask a parent to help pick up from baseball? Do I need to talk to my spouse? Do I need to talk to the kids? I ensure that I have buffer time every week in case tasks take longer than expected and white space to do whatever I want. So this is not often not a lot of white space. Sometimes it's a big chunk of white space. Sometimes it's just a little chunk. Even if it's just a little block of time, I make sure that I have that every single week now because I know things will take longer than I expect sometimes. I know that a new project that I've never done before may take me longer than I anticipate. So I always want to give that extra time. If I plan out every single hour, I am going to not hit it all. I I just, there's no way for me to have a perfect week. I also review my long-term to-do list and I decide if any of those long-term things deserve time on the calendar for that week. So I'll give you an example for this week. We are, we had a loft turned into a room. And so that room now needs to be cleaned out to be turned into a real room, right? Like to finish the flooring and finish the painting. And that's been on my action list since the wall went up, which now has been several weeks, maybe months at this point. And so on my calendar for this week, because the time is available, I am going to clean that loft out. But that's just been hanging out on the long-term calendar, waiting for me to have time that I really have, that I can dedicate to that. The other thing I do during the week is create a dinner plan for the entire week. And that's based on our schedule, based on what's going on each night. And I put all of those things into an electronic grocery list. And that's it. So it sounds like a lot, but that whole process takes only 20 or 30 minutes because I have it really dialed in. I do the exact same thing every week. It prepares me so much better for a week where I do have time to do things in my career, right? My my day job, it gives me time to add in those business activities, and do all the things I want to do with my four busy kiddos. So this is obviously a weekly habit, and we ta- we're talking about daily habits today. But because I do this weekly, my daily habit is to review my calendar every day, which is part of my morning routine, which we're going to talk about in just a second. And the reason that it, the, I'm able to review my 
calendar daily is because I do this weekly activity. So this is critical for me being able to do this daily habit of reviewing my schedule. Now, habit number two is a morning routine. So my morning routine is super important to my life, so much so that I've talked about morning routines on this podcast, and I went way more in detail on episode number 123 if you want to go back to that. So um, any episode that you want to go to, you can just go to secretsofsupermom.com forward slash that episode, so forward slash 123, and you'll get a lot more detailed look at what I do for a morning routine. But long ago, I realized that if I did a quick routine in my morning that allowed me to level set, allowed me to just take a look at my day ahead, it prevented massive amounts of overwhelm. It also prevented me from going directly into my email or my social media, which I was in a terrible habit of doing. That was a habit that I never recommend you to have. So it helped me stay out of that because I knew I had a process to follow first. So those have never served me well, and this allowed me to do something differently, right? When I knew it wasn't working, I needed to do something differently. So it also allows me to focus on me before I focus on everyone else. I do this morning routine before everyone else is awake. So it, for me, allows me to say, what do I need today? Am I ready for today in, in a mental way, not in a physical way? And allows me to do that before I start to focus on the family. So my morning routine is coffee, breakfast for my dogs. I write down my gratitude and I send it to a business bestie to stay accountable. I review my plan for the day. And so now you can see this weekly planning is critical. I review our meal plan for that day and decide if there's anything that needs to be done for that. And then I decide on the top one to three things I need to focus on that day. Sometimes it's three, but sometimes it's just one. Sometimes I just need to be able to focus on one thing to do that day. And if I have some backup items that if I get to, great, but I want to know what is my most important thing to get done today, and then I'm done. So I either head to a workout or I start working. So those that morning routine is a very fast morning routine for me, but it sets the tone. It sets me up and it makes me ready for my day every single day. So habit number three is what I'm calling the easy question. And I didn't actually consider this a habit for a really long time, but it's truly something I do every single day. I ask myself, how can I make this easier? How can I make this more efficient? So maybe this is the project manager in me uh, that, you know, I've been a project, was in a project management role for a really long time. I lead those folks now, but that is, that is, you know, my mind thinks like a project manager. So my mind thinks, how can I make this easier? How can I make this more efficient? How can I make this go faster? And so it may be also, I, I feel like I've done this even before being a project manager. So I think part of it might be the fact that I like to do a lot of things. I like to do a lot of things. I have liked to do a lot of things since I was a preteen. I did a lot in grade school. I did a lot in high school. I did a lot in college. I have never stopped doing a lot. I just love so many things that I want to do it all. So because I want to do it all, because I want to do everything sometimes, I have to make it easier and more efficient or I can't get it all done. I can't do all the things I want to do. So maybe it is a little bit of that. Maybe I just got better at this because I have a bucket load of kids and I, if things are not fast and easy, then, you know, we're in big trouble. So whatever the reason, my automatic response all day, every day is how can I make this easier? How can I make this more efficient? And so that habit has really helped me be able to say, oh, I can make this easier by getting it off my plate. 
I can make this easier by not having so many steps that are maybe kind of unnecessary. I can make this easier by asking someone to help me so that I don't, I'm not doing everything all by myself. Do you ever ask yourself this question? I want to ask you that. Do you ever ask yourself, how can I make this easier? Because I know some of you like to really complicate things up, right? So when you look at your weekly plan or daily schedule or a project coming up, do you think, how can I make this easier? So if you're not doing that, I challenge you to try this because I think that it makes us think differently. It may, Because it's not saying, how can I get this done? It's saying, how can I get this done in the most easy way? And that is really what we all want, right? We all want to be able to get our most amazing things done, but not have it be in the hardest possible way. So habit number four is, I, I called it the happiness list. And it's because, so all the way back in episode number nine of the podcast, if you go, oh! the way back to the beginning, I talked about a happiness list because it is part of the secret of happiness chapter in my book, Secrets of Supermom. And I talk about how having this list of things, big and small, that helps you focus in on what makes you happy can allow you to incorporate those things into your your every single day. So if you want to be happier, then doing things that make you happy, right? Having things that make you happy, that's one of the ways. There are lots of ways to be happier, right? There are lots of things we can do in our lives. But one of the things is incorporating things that actually bring you joy into your day. So my habit is making sure that I have something in my day that makes me happy every single day. Now, I don't have to look at my happiness list every single time because I know a lot of these things. Some of them I have on repeat, right? But if you looked at yesterday and went, huh, yesterday I did not have anything that made me happy. And maybe not the day before, and maybe not last week, or maybe even in the last month. And you are not feeling that great. Maybe it's because there are not things in your life that bring you joy. So if you already have one, if you have a happiness list, but you feel like you're not incorporating that, how can you start to do that? And if you don't have a list, I would encourage you to create one, create that list, start to think about what really makes me happy, what brings me joy, what gives me that bubbly feeling that I would love to have, and then make sure you're scheduling that into your day, or at least the white space to choose something, right? Maybe you don't know what you want to do on Friday afternoon when you have an hour break before you have to go get the kids and there's nothing to do. Well, you don't have to know now, but maybe walk into that white space is what I love to do, Walk into that white space and say, okay, what do I feel like doing right now? What would make me totally happy? And then you get to decide. Maybe it's just a nap. Awesome. Take that nap. Maybe it's reading something new that you had bought and it's been sitting on your nightstand. Maybe it's cooking something, right? Making something yummy that you want to eat. Maybe it's eating something yummy. Who knows? But whatever it is, I want you to think about how you can incorporate these things into your day because some days are hard. Some days are busy and overwhelming, and the thought of adding one more thing makes you want to cry. But if you keep doing that day after day, week after week, this is how we get to burnout. So we can't keep doing that every day. We need to intentionally pull in things that make us happy so that we feel better every day. So I want you to think about what could you do to start bringing this to life? Okay, so that was my four habits. So my four habits that I do, I've got weekly planning, we've got the morning routine, we've got asking how can I make this easier, and then incorporating those things from my happiness list every single day, every single week. 
So what habits do you swear by? What, think about it right now, what habits do you swear by that make your daily life happier or easier or just better? And you know what? I would love to know what they are. Shoot me a message and tell me because I would love to know what you're doing that is making life better, happier, easier. So, all right, friend, let's make it a Monday. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.